let's just pretend that it's the end of August and you've gotten married mm-hmm. and you've seen some beautiful elephants. I'm seeing some beautiful elephants right now. Oh, as we speak. As we speak. No, I think I think when this is released, it will be the day before. But no, it'll release in America on Wednesday. So I will have just seen some beautiful elephants. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know why you were disputing this. I have just seen them and they were beautiful. Gotta love an elephant. I. They are gorgeous. They were adorable. I loved every moment. Did their ears hang low? Yes. Did they wobble to and fro? Yes. Thank very you. much. Thank you for confirming that. Yeah. Um, I might also be barely alive because I will be driving to these elephants with my family. Oh, how long's the drive? Like eight hours. Oh no. It's a very long journey. Enjoy. To the elephant park. I'm a little jealous. You know, I'm sorry that you've missed out on these beautiful elephants that I am I have seen with my eyes. In in the past. Yes. That's the past now. That's the past, not not the future. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to Rom Comathon. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. Today we're doing my best friend's wedding because we have in the future just attended my best friend's wedding your best friend not my best friend am i my own best friend (laughs) well that's just rude i'm (laughs) sitting right here (laughs) so you and i have both seen this movie yes um in maybe like college around then as teenagers i think i saw it as a teenager it's been many many years since i've watched it. i think i only watched it the one time same for good reason Yes, there were things that I remembered vividly and had the same reaction to, and there were other things that I did not remember that I had equally vivid reactions to. I only remembered that... You were enraged? Yeah, no, I only remember that they didn't get together at the end, which as it turns out was good. And I also remembered that Julie Roberts kisses Dermot Mulroney right before his wedding, and it is not reciprocated. I... I think I remembered the general plot and just that you and I were both like, well, if they don't get together, why did I watch this film? Yes. I did not recall her being such a Disney villain, but my God. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to do the plot before we move on? Sure. So Julia Roberts, aged 27, which was significantly younger than I remembered, has her best friend Dermot Mulroney, who she apparently doesn't talk to very often. And they at some point made a pact that they would marry each other at 28, which is a weird age to choose for that pact, but okay. Because you're a spinster at 28. Apparently. Shortly before her 28th birthday, and of course, like, she's not into this situation, out of the blue, Dermot Mulroney is like, surprise, I'm getting married to Cameron Diaz, a college student I met last week. Well, she she is into the situation at this point because she's like told her gay BFF about this pact and then is like, why aren't we together? And suddenly has a change of heart and is like, I must declare my love to him. That's when he like calls basically or she calls him back or whatever. And he's like, by the way, a bit of news. I'm getting married this week to someone that I have known for a hot second. Yeah. Who is midway through college. Yes. Cool. He's 28. She's 20 years old. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. 20 year old Cameron Diaz. Anyway, Julia Roberts is understandably flabbergasted, but instead of having the reaction that I I hope that we would have of just being like, are you sure? Yep. Decides that she will go to the wedding and steal the groom. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the reaction you're having? No, incidentally, I don't think that is the reaction I would have. Although I do think that the part where she falls off the bed is very true to life. 
I think that if you met a 20-year-old and told me you were getting married tomorrow, I might also fall off the bed. Yes, right? Anyway, shenanigans ensue where she tries many crazy person tactics to break up their wedding and has ample opportunity, quite frankly, to just confess her feelings like a normal person, but chooses not to take that course of action. And then eventually she realizes that she is a psychopath and becomes supportive-ish of, like, she's already broken up the wedding, but she goes and gets Cameron Diaz back for him and they get married, which is questionable, but... You know, maybe he shouldn't be with either of these people. Maybe neither of them should be with him. Everyone's just a disaster. And that's the end of the film. Like, what a great movie. A classic. A classic. Apparently. Yes, yes. Um... To be fair, this movie came out in 1997. I actually spent a lot of this film staring at the background actors and thinking, did we really look like that then? Remember, like, there was a lot of floral pattern dresses that looked like they belonged on, like, Midwestern farm wives. Um, But somehow they were everywhere, and that was, like, the cool thing to wear. It was very perplexing. Um, I was a little concerned about... Okay, let's... Where to begin? Where to start? Let's get into Dermot Maroney and Cameron Diaz. She is a junior in college who is planning to leave college to marry a sports writer who they constantly talk about as if he doesn't have a real job. Um, And I was like, this is a job. This is a real job. I don't know what the problem is. Like, Julie Roberts is a food critic, and Dermot Roney is a sports writer. And for some reason, it's like they're penniless hobos busking on the street. I thought Julie Roberts was, like, fine. Yeah, but but he makes a reference to her being like, oh, grown-up jobs. When they're talking about jobs Yes, they both seem to think that they are, like, PAing or something. But they are both in careers. Yeah, or, like, I don't know, making lists for BuzzFeed. Like, I I don't know. It's very confusing. Like, I was like, sure, we live in L.A. I think we are all adults who feel like we don't have real jobs. But I feel like they do. Is this the 1997 equivalent of being, like, I'm an assistant at a startup? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. Anyway, so Cameron Diaz is planning to leave school and follow him around the country, which does not thrill me No, on so many levels. But then later, what really doesn't thrill me is that it turns out she doesn't really want to do this. Yes. And that kind of goes back and forth because she apparently told Dermot Maroney that she did want to do this. And then Julia Roberts is trying to, you know, sabotage their relationship and wheedles Cameron Diaz into admitting that she doesn't really want to do that. She wants to actually finish school, which was legitimate. And those feelings seem to be real. Yes. And then Cameron Diaz and Dermot Maroney get into a fight where Dermot Maroney is like, you promised me that this is what you wanted as if one cannot, you know, change their minds, God forbid. At the age of 20. Yeah. And she is like crying and she's like, no, you're right. I did promise you this. And this is how their fight ends with her being like, you're right. I should give up my life and be with you. He is not right. And then at the end, when she and Julia Roberts are talking again, she's like, no, I don't think I want to leave school. This is never resolved, by the way. Yeah. Like later in my notes, I think there's just me being like, so are we not going to address the fact that she wants to finish college? I mean, they will be divorced within a year, but so she can (laughs) go back then. That's true. Oh, maybe he and Julia Roberts still have a chance after lots of therapy for both of them. I don't think they really should. (laughs) 
also when Cameron Diaz, there's a scene where Cameron Diaz lists all of Dermot Maroney's like flaws and then is kind of like, I love him anyway. After listing his long list of flaws, I was like, what kind of person wants to be with this man who sucks soup through his teeth? I wrote down, why is Dermot Mulroney so old and dysfunctional sounding? They're 28. Like, this isn't like a Luke Dane situation. He does look 40, though. He is in his mid-30s at the time of the filming of this. Julia Roberts was around 30 and Cameron Diaz was around 25, if anyone's wondering. I just Googled it. Oh, okay. Um, let's discuss the fact that they were like, let's make a marriage pact that by the age of 28, if we have not found other people to marry, we will marry each other. That's insane. 28? I don't, I don't know. I was like, weird. You didn't even want to go for 30? I feel like that's the 30, 35, around number at least. Apparently your like ovaries just shrivel up and die at 28. So it's too late for us, really. It's very odd. It's really strange. I was very surprised. And also I was surprised for her to be like, I'm 27. It's like, time's a ticket. And I was like, I think you have some time. I had some small qualms that were not about the main plot. One was, I noticed this several times. First I was like, did she just mouth kiss her friend's dad? And then I just, there were several instances where I was like, there is a lot of non-romantic mouth kissing in this film. Oh, you are correct. Um, Dermot Moroni also goes around calling both women kid, which I was not wild about. Yeah, he's 28. Like, sh- <laughs> like, like, slow your roll. Like, Cameron Diaz, sure, though I don't love it because you're sleeping with her. Yeah, maybe don't highlight the fact that she <laughs> is basically a child. But then he also called Julia Roberts that, and so I was like, oh, maybe it's just his thing. Like, here's looking at you, kid. I don't love it. I don't love it either. So while I was watching this movie with Alex and we were discussing the part where he calls her to tell Julia Roberts that he's getting married, right? And he's like, well, I've been trying to get a hold of you for a month because 1997. Oh yeah, do they never speak? Apparently, but they're still best friends. I don't know. And I mean, it was 1997, I guess. Like, I, They had the telephone. That's true. <laughs> they were just telegramming this wasn't each like other. like Pony Express times. <laughs> um, and... He's like, I'm getting married this, like, you must come out this Wednesday. So within the week, right? He's like, I'm getting married this weekend. And What kind of monster? Yes. And I was like, this, what kind of, what kind of monster exactly would do this to a person? And Alex was like, well, he's been trying to get in touch with her. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he's been trying to get in touch for a mere 30 days. <laughs> 30 days ago, this man was like... I gotta tell my best friend that I want her to be in my wedding. And then he started trying to call her. And then he finally gets a hold of her a week before. But maybe if you had started, I don't know, even two months before, six weeks before, this would be less of a horrific inconvenience for someone to uproot their life and go attend your four-day wedding. My, was it four days? My understanding, though, is that he couldn't do that because he and Cameron Diaz have not known each other very long. Did we ever get a definite number? I forget. Like, I was wondering if maybe you clocked it, but I apparently didn't. I don't think they mentioned because at that point... I was, it's very recent. Like, yeah. it's got to be a few months at most. And yet they've planned this, like, very elaborate, huge wedding. Well, she's rich, so yeah, I guess there's that. I guess. But it was truly hilarious to me because at one point, oh, here I wrote, she's leaving college with four question marks. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, six, six question marks. And 
he says to Julia Roberts when she questions this decision, you don't know her. And I was like, neither do you. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just like to put out there, if I am on the verge of marrying a 20-year-old that I met like yesterday, do not let me do that. Please do tackle me as I go down the aisle or indeed, you know, weeks in advance if I give you that much notice. I will sabotage your relationship. Thank you. A la Julia Roberts. Please, please do. Yeah. I give you permission. Thank you. And it's on record. It's on record. Everyone now knows. I do not wish to marry a 20-year-old that I have known for less than six months. Yes. You will wake up a week later and be like, what the fuck did I do? And how could you let me? Exactly. I don't want to like hurt our friendship in that way. You know, I don't want to be like on the hook for this. (laughs) Yes, I literally was like, I remember that I saw this movie and I was like, well, this was nuts. And it is, especially the romantic part. But I was like, in the trying to break off this wedding part, it seems understandable. But she's doing it for the wrong reasons. Oh, absolutely. And she's also going about it entirely the wrong way. A sage conversation, perhaps. Yeah. She had many opportunities, in fact, to have a conversation with him. There were many moments where they were inappropriately alone. Together in the dressing room, together romantically on the boat. They were having just like a romantic, totally romantic, not weird time at all. I don't know about inappropriately alone because... To be fair, only one of them knows that she's in love with him and trying to sabotage the wedding. He does have some weird behaviors for a man who is not in love with her. I mean, he is also in love with her. Like, I dispute this whole situation. I do, too. My God. I do, too. Because honestly, originally when I wrote this summary, I was like, and then they get together. Just kidding. But that's what should have happened. But like, also no, but also yes. I don't know. They Cameron Diaz has like some line at some point. I'm just trying to find it. She says to Julia Roberts, he's got you on a pedestal and me in his arms. And I was like, this is a weird thing to say about your fiance's BFF, who he's basically like in love with and clearly has some unresolved issues around. And he basically wants it both ways. It's fascinating how she's like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's also into Julia Roberts. There was a part where I was like, maybe they should. But no, they also both suck. Yes, they're both terrible. Well, Cameron Diaz is actually shockingly the least terrible person. She seems fine. She seems she's stupid. She's got a lot of growing She seems do. 20. <laughs> there was one point where I was, I think I wrote down, like, I keep expecting Cameron Diaz to say, psych, but oh, this is her personality. Yeah, It's not a joke. Speaking of which, I would be incredibly upset if I were her father that I have just spent three years tuition at the University of Chicago for her to just leave and not get a degree. Um, I mean, I guess they're rich. And this is, I don't know, like 1954 because they are so backwards. I don't know. Um, So on the topic of when Julia Roberts is like, Michael and I are the same person, self-absorbed and vaguely lovable. We deserve each other. I mean, that might be true. Yeah. I do not love that she spends this entire movie coming off like a nut job and he gets to marry someone who caters to his every whim. Yeah. If they are indeed equally terrible people. Yeah. To be fair, he seems marginally less terrible, but only because he's portrayed in a more sympathetic light. We have no idea about the inner workings of Dermot Moroni, crazy (laughs) nutjob. I mean, he is a person who is marrying someone he just met. Yeah. And sucks soup through his teeth. Okay. (laughs) How? How? I mean, he must be a sociopath. He must have like a gap. Like, what kind of soup also is he eating? Is he just eating clear broths? Like, I I have some questions. Like, you can't suck food in through your teeth. He certainly can't be enjoying a chunky stew. No, he certainly cannot. Um... But on the topic of their inappropriate time together, I was so confused. I was like, why are you going to be alone together for the last time? 
your friendship is just ending? Yeah, this seemed like a weird... That was extremely yeah. old-timey. I was like, I'm pretty sure you'll still be allowed to see each other post-wedding, especially because Cameron Diaz is practically begging you to be her best friend. I did enjoy when Julia Roberts was like, should you not promote someone that you've known more than 45 minutes? Yes. I also enjoyed it when Julia Roberts called her Miss Preteen Illinois. Oh, no. And I was like, well, these are both accurate, but I do wish the movie had spent a little more time on this. <laughs> I will say, however, that I can understand why Cameron Diaz went for Dermot Moroni because clearly she has no friends her own age or nor anyone else in her life. So she just went for the first thing that gave her a passing glance. It's very concerning. Yeah, she needs to work on, she needs to take some time off and like maybe backpack around Europe and like, you know, just think about herself and like go to some therapy. She can befriend an Italian girl. Yeah, well, didn't work out so well for, what's her face, Amanda Knox. But Cameron Diaz, a nice white blonde lady, will have no problem making swaths of friends in Europe. Yes. Well, anywhere, really. (laughs) It's shocking that she has none, except her horny cousins. (laughs) So... I enjoyed the part where Julia Roberts was like, said to Rupert Everett, her gay British best friend, no, he's more like you, only, you know, straight. And I was like, this really spoke to me as a younger person watching this film, because at the time, I think I had trouble telling them apart. Oh. They do look a bit alike. They do. They do. They Um, have the same hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I enjoyed Rupert Everett as the token gay. Of yes. course, this was 1997, so the token gay could not possibly have a fulfilling relationship of his own. He must be just alone living his fab gay life and dropping it just to help his straight friend. Yes, and the and, end scene with them. Yeah. I think as a child, I was like, well, he basically looks like Dermot Mulroney. I guess they could be together. <laughs> Just glossing over the fact that he's gay. I don't think I fully understood what was happening. I think this is back when I thought that Will and Grace should be together. Um, There's a lot of things that were not clear to me. I was like, this movie would have been more emotionally satisfying had he not been gay, been straight, and then they had gotten together or something. Or like, because oh. so, Alex could bring it up. She was like, it would have been so much better if he like wasn't gay in the situation. And oh, like, there's an option. And she's like, oh my God, like you were there all along, you know? Because he seems to be her functional best friend. Yeah. Yeah. She takes him out to go to restaurants. She talks to him all the time. She's like calling him from her stolen bread truck. Like in panic. Yes. And there's fake dating. Yeah. I did feel like maybe that was one of the best scenes when he was being her fake fiance and everything was really over the top and she was trapped in her house of lies and Dermot's like a vision in pink and then um, (laughs) suddenly she and Dermot were like caught in this musical at the table. Yes I was like if I were anyone else dining at what looks like this olive garden I would hate the situation (laughs) so much this table of white people suddenly bursting into song this is obnoxious and terrible. You are joyless. I am joyless. Except not, because I've seen elephants. Um, One line that I quite enjoyed regarding her and Rupert Everett was, get on your plane and go, and I will call you at the turn of the century when I've forgiven you. (laughs) Um, I have two favorite scenes. One was a very brief scene where Dermot Moroni's brother and his, like, gang of trash friends are sucking up helium and singing. That was very weird and hilarious. I enjoyed that. 
I also enjoy the chaotic chase scene at the end where she hijacks a bread truck. Yes, getting what you deserve isn't fair. And being like, and is like trying, keeps like first in the process of stealing the bread truck, she tries a bunch of cars and is like, oh, no one leaves their keys in their cars anymore. And then she finds the bread truck unlocked and she's like a good Samaritan and hijacks it, drives it through downtown Chicago. This is, guys, this was 1997 before any terrorist attacks. Yes. Um, And drives it through downtown Chicago and calls calls Rupert Everett on her enormous cell phone uh, to, to update him about the situation and is basically yelling, it is not going well, <laughs> which is maybe my favorite line. The thing about this movie was I was like, I remember that I hated this movie because they didn't get together. And as an adult, I still think like, why bother having a romantic comedy that ends like this? Yes. But there were actually many funny lines. Yeah. It, a few it, funny lines at the least. The delivery of it is not going well was my favorite. I also thought you and I, Sorry, world, are both not terribly into Julia Roberts, but I thought she looked nice. I thought she, yeah, her hair actually looked really nice considering it was 1997. And I, I thought most of her outfits were not hideous. Yeah, and Cameron Diaz makes fun of her hair, which I thought was unfounded. Yes. Cameron Diaz, also another person we've never been into or I've never been into. No, both of them, their faces are not for us. Yeah. I've had Perfectly moments. lovely people, but. I've had moments where I find Julia Roberts very beautiful. Yes, me watching this film this week. Yeah, but I'm not into it. Oh, that purple, that lavender dress though that she was wearing at the wedding, that did no favors for her skin tone. I was like, LOL, lavender. She looks washed out. These were not good wedding colors. No. I was like, what are these bridesmaids wearing? Yes, this like weird garish purple and, and yellow. yellow. It wasn't no, even, no. their colors weren't even lavender. It was like a weird... I don't even know like what I shade think it was lavender. Was it lavender? Yeah. It was like a weird shade of purple. It was lavender but combined with bright yellow, which is rough. That is a bad combination. It was rough. And whoever during this production meeting, whoever was like, I think these should be the wedding colors, they should have been fired. Well, I think it was intentional. They were intentionally horrible. What were they intentionally horrible? I thought so. I didn't think I thought that wedding scene was supposed to be classy. Because the only people who wear the truly awful dresses are the two, like, joke bridesmaids. I guess. But Cameron Diaz was also carrying, like, a bouquet of... But purple and yellow combined in flowers is not nearly as bad. Yeah. In a dress, it was not nice. These particular shades flattered no one. And Um, that dress did not flatter (laughs) Julia Roberts. I was like, she looks not good in here. This is neither a best nor worst, but I just feel like it can't go unmentioned when Dermot Mulroney removes the so julia roberts yes <laughs> tries on derma mulroney's wedding ring for cameron yep oh, it's darkness it's dark um so julia roberts tries on the wedding ring intended for cameron diaz and then can't get it off her finger and for some reason her platonic best friend's solution to this problem first of all he reacts with no surprise at all second of all he removes it from her finger with his mouth so I was like horrified, you know, by the scene. And Alex was like, well, that's how you remove a stuck ring because uh, it's like the perfect combination of like suction, suction and, and heat. Oh. And lube, basically. Okay, but it wasn't like he was like, I have heard that you can remove a ring with your mouth. Julia Roberts, why don't you try that? <laughs> he was like, let me just reach for her hand and loop. <laughs> just. <laughs> think if you are going to remove a ring from someone's hand via mouth 
It should be your fiance. Yeah, or someone you're involved with or plan to be involved with shortly. Or maybe like a child. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. young child. Yeah. I I scarcely think that if someone was like, I have a ring stuck in my finger, my first reaction is going to be like, let me put my mouth on that. Also, wash her hand. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> she was just smoking in the hallway with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I would think twice about this situation. I, he does not even falter. He's yeah. like, I, I got it, girl. It's fine. I'm just going to suck your finger. <laughs> and I was like, is it erotic? Like, what's happening? I... There were moments where I was like, you know, I gotta say, I can't blame our girl Julia Roberts for getting some mixed signals from this man. He is playing hot and cold. Yes. He takes her on that ferry and like waltzes her on the deck of said ferry. And I was like, if they were really just friends, like this would be kind of moving. But as it is, I'm very stressed. And like, he basically has a conversation with her on the ferry where he's like, I don't know, should I marry her? And which, by the way, would be a perfect opportunity for Julia Roberts to say no, but she does not take it. No, she's like, instead, I'll go on with my Disney villain sabotage. Yeah, she is. And it's mysterious. I know. By the end, where Julia Roberts is like, oh, no, I was the bad guy. I was like, you think you were literally sending fake emails from her father's account, her father's ancient computer, getting Dermot Maroney fired from the job he loves. Oh, speaking of ancient computers. Sorry, this is. Um, at one point, she was like, well, now it's on PowerBook. And I didn't know what that was and had to Google it. Oh. Uh, For younger te- listeners, it's a computer. Absolutely technology. I think I did know what it was. It's the precursor to a MacBook, basically. I did. But know I was like, was. is this like a fancy Rolodex? Is it a pre-Blackberry situation? I just didn't know. I did laugh a lot looking at that ancient computer. I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember when computers were all in black and white. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad had a really ancient um, Apple, you know, uh, computer, and it was like a small box, um, not not very big. The screen was very small, and it was entirely pixelated black and white, and I would play Reader Rabbit on it. I was like five. Oh. Yeah, I remember there was a little game with Reader Rabbit. He had a little uh, pick, and you would like pick words out at the mine or whatever. I think in my memory, computers have always been in color. I would say, like, shortly. My dad, as you know, like, loves technology. I'm surprised, actually. He's an early adapter. Yeah, but I'm surprised. It's remarkable. Your dad also. Um, you know, but my first memory of spending a lot of time on the computer, I must have been around five or six. Yeah, but surely your dad has been buying out Sharper Image your whole life and, you know. No, because they didn't have money. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, like, this is, no. I guess, recent like, in the last, like... Yeah. Oh, well, they had a computer because they were, like, writing papers. Right. But I, they definitely didn't... But yeah, I had dial-up until I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. I do remember always- I don't know if he's necessarily that into technology specifically, though he does, in the present, love to shop on Amazon. Yes. And I feel like when I think of your dad, I do think of, for some reason, Sharper Image, a store I do not know if it still exists. I have no idea because I don't think I've ever been to a Sharper Image with him. They they always sold like massage chairs and like like- other random tech things that I feel like you now see in Sky Mall. Oh, he does shop on Sky Mall. Yeah, see, I think this is why I have the, I've, I've conflated these two. Yes, I don't think he necessarily was specifically buying technology, although maybe. My dad, though, yes, does your love. Because yeah. you had cable when we were kids, and yeah. I remember being like, well, this is a different experience. <laughs> <laughs> My dad always had a computer 
since we lived in the States. And he had the the very, very, the Apple II or something, that very early uh, computer. And then we switched over to Windows. And then from then on, it stuff was in color. Windows. Windows 95. Oh, Windows. Yes. And, but I do remember your dial-up existence. It was terrible. I remember having to call you and then us having to get off the phone. Or uh, like. Yes. Well into our MSN AIM days, yeah. it was like, oh, I might disappear suddenly because of the dial-up. Yeah. I mean, kids these days, they don't know how good they have it. No. I mean, we don't know how good we have it. I feel like I am now a person who is like, why has this message not sent? It's been an entire second and a half. <laughs> <laughs> forgetting those to think old I used to wait minutes <laughs> for a website for to a load. page to load for like a text website not even one with images <laughs> oh those GeoCities days yeah just I mean if there was a huge angel fire website with all this like fancy gifts and stuff Remember like those that was flames yes oh what a time anyway what an interesting film um yeah hey what was your person of color count I saw some background people. There was a guy at the restaurant at the beginning. At least one. I think there were some Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or something working at that restaurant that she was food critiquing at because I think I heard the name Guillermo, but then I was too lazy to go back and check. Yes, you are correct. There was the name Guillermo mentioned. And then in the bathroom denouement that she has with Cameron Diaz, there are some black people there. Oh, okay. Yes, there are some black ladies judging Julia Roberts for her choices. Which is understandable. That's understandable. Um, also, Cameron Diaz's father has a black secretary. Oh, I missed I, that. Who I clocked. Good job. And that was, I mean, scarcely one. Scarcely a one. Yes. I also saw via Wikipedia that in 2016, China made a remake. Oh, no. Of this film. I was kind of curious. It may actually, in fact, uh, do a follow-up where I look for this film and Please watch do. it. Please do. Because... I actually think like certain things about this movie would probably hold up and this I feel like the whole conceit of this movie could have been done 500 times better in the modern day even though I don't love the concept as a whole. Yes, I think you and I will always want the titular best friends to be together. However, there was a part like where at the end where I was like this is a horrible rom-com but like this moment where she donates her and Dermot Moroni's song to Cameron Diaz and Dermot Moroni until they find their own is like kind of nice it would have been nicer if they weren't all such horrible people yeah exactly I think them writing Julia Roberts as being so utterly unsympathetic during this film was a mistake (laughs) maybe at the time she was more sympathetic I, I, I don't, don't know. know. In 97, were a lot of people breaking up their friends' weddings? I, uh, yeah. I mean, I have Was it no, zeitgeisty? I have no idea. I was also like, did people in 1997 not watch this movie and walk out with some questions? Like, why is she going to a wedding that's happening in like three days? Why is he marrying like a 20-year-old? Like, why does she think this is her last chance at 27? Yeah. Like, did these things not come up in 97? Like, I just, I have some questions. Mysterious. It is mysterious. What would you rate this film? Oh, God. Um, it's not high. It's not high. Like a three? Yeah, I was going to say a f- four. Let's say like three and a half. Maybe three and a half. Stolen bread vans. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Gay best friends. Three and a half rings. Taken off by via mouse. <laughs> <laughs> three and a half inappropriate erotic ring removals. <laughs> And on that note, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you're having a great summer. 
It's almost over. And please follow us on our social media and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.